you want to stop How's it going? I'm Clinton Jerome. I'm originally from Miri, Sarawak, from Borneo. I moved here about three years ago, and yeah, I've been doing music ever since. And like uh, Clinton, like we've seen you on TV, we've seen your music videos, and again, the voice is just amazing. Amazing, actually. Right? I mean, like <laughs> maybe to those that uh, perhaps do not know you that well, you know, like how do you got into music? Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Well, so basically, I started music um, at. I think I would say a relatively young age. Um, I'm I'm the only child, so um, my parents they um, I mean I'm very lucky to have like really supportive parents. They put me uh, in like music. They exposed me to music at a very young age, and uh, I first started like my music journey. I would say like through church, like choir. Oh, church, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then after that, from there, you know, throughout the years of like singing in front of people, um, I um, got like my own. I got into like the whole scene, like I think like how most musicians would like through like gigs and bar gigs and stuff like that shows, and um, I've only recently I've I've released stuff like with like labels before mm. like a couple years back, but been independent I would say like maybe like last year, mm-hmm. yeah ever since like last year independent releasing like my own thing like you know doing my own thing mm. so that's pretty much how like the journey has been until now. Cool. And like um, being on this journey that you've done over the years, but what what are some of the adversities that you had to overcome to be where you are right now? Um, I would say the most. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone has their own like obstacles in life when it comes to like pursuing, especially a career in music. But I think for me personally, um, um, personally, when it comes to you know choosing this life, you know, in the entertainment line, mm-hmm. um, I would say. Um, a couple important ones would be like authenticity. I think one of my challenges was truly finding my voice and my sound and who I am as an artist. That was one of the challenges. And second one would be like sustainability because mm. it is a tough industry and um, it's really cutthroat. And you either make it or you don't. And um, yeah, sustainability, being able to you know put food on the table, being able to you know pay for the roof on your head, and also. Um, being relatable, you know, being present, yeah. making sure that you're seen in the right, industry, yes. that's one of the challenges as well. Um, and of course, I think a lot of, you know, creatives would relate to this, like just being able to get the, another challenge would be to create, uh, continue, you know, have like the creative juices flowing. Yes, that's very that's true. true. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Like sometimes like a lot of artists or like, like those creative uh, people, where they come up with their work, it's like, it's, it's kind of hard sometimes you have like 
cock block moments. Yeah. Yeah, like we call that what creative <laughs> block, right? Suddenly, so just like ah, oh, I don't know what, like what, I don't know what to like insert in that in that scene or like yeah, I don't know how to edit this. Yeah, but it's cool, you know. Sometimes yeah, it just takes like, time. Yeah, it's like a good topic to segue into. Is like uh, again, you made a good point. Uh, doing what we do, it's really hard to earn a living to sustain what we're trying to do. You know, especially in the beginning, of course, yeah. uh, that's the hardest hurdle. Uh, I mean, like, what would you say out there to like, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of fans and perhaps people that are aspiring to be like you as an artist. Like, what would your you know advice be to them to be pursuing their dream, but also having that sort of like financial security they need to secure? I would suggest. Um, I think this is just based on the personal experience. Um, one advice that I would give is um, one advice that I would give is to not waste any time True. and to not take any opportunity for mm-hmm. granted um, because opportunities regardless big or small they come knocking on your door and we don't know when yeah. we don't know how sometimes it's literally right in front of you but sometimes we neglect it yeah. um, but utilize every single chance you get like I like when you guys called me for like to, to do this show mm-hmm. I, I figure like this is so cool because I don't see a lot of this mm-hmm. going on especially in our country especially for like the local English scene like yeah. I feel like I mean like we I'm pretty sure you guys don't neglect like you know artists who mm-hmm. are bilingual or yeah. artists that mm-hmm. you know puts songs of different language other than English out there right, but I feel like you're doing it for the voice yes. of the scene here which mm-hmm. is so rare and yeah this is an opportunity that I saw so I feel like as an artist, um, yeah, don't waste your time. Grab every opportunity that you can. Yeah. Be smart about it. Um, be really cautious as well with yes. who you invest your time and your money and your talent and your craft with. So I think that it's just based off my personal experience. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. So I mean, from my understanding, like you did a lot of like geeks in terms of like performances in bars and clubs, perhaps, and uh, live performances as well. Yeah. And that's a way to sustain income. What yeah. are the ways you can earn income as an artist? Yeah. As an artist, um, I feel like uh, when you when you want to like sustain and, and of course living out here on your own, it's not yeah, not easy, easy at yeah, all. Easy. Like really not no. easy at all. Yeah. Um, but I feel like uh, when you when you you know you do you do what you gotta do. Like aside from like singing and like gigging and stuff like that, um, I think you know putting content out there, mm-hmm. making yourself seen. I feel like like. Um, like with Brendan like you say you produce jingles for mm, people and stuff yeah. like that um, I, I also have like my fair experiences of doing voiceovers for ads and stuff like uh, that yeah, as well right, yeah. and um, yeah and like for Jason as well you put up content yeah. as well yeah. um, like regardless of um, if it's music or fitness and stuff like that like for me I collab with like brands and like really get to engage with my audience build a relationship with my audience and I feel yeah. like that's one way for me to sort of like pay the bills at the moment right, because yes, with MCO like we can't perform yeah. so I'm relying heavily on like you know stream royalties I'm yeah. relying on like um, funds from like YouTube counts and views and stuff like that and mm. like working with brands and stuff like that also and I also like teach as well like yeah. I yeah. I give vocal lessons like yes. yeah so that's one way to sort of like keep my head above water I mean if you want to pursue this line it's yeah. definitely possible yeah. but have like 
a couple of plans in your back pocket. True. You know? Very Always true. be ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talking about vocal lessons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you normally like? I mean, you you see like uh, different courses that have their own like um, like chapters and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like what like how do you teach? Like how do you like? Um, I mean, I myself I sing too, yeah. but like not everyone can teach, right? Like so, like how do you do it? Like what do you? I feel like for me, because I don't have a background in like teaching, I don't have like a degree or a certificate, you know, for mm. vocals and whatnot. Like, I've attended classes. I've been taught by coaches before and oh. teachers. So basically, what I learn from them is reuse what it. I reuse it. Yeah, I what I learn from them, I teach my students. Um, but if you don't have experience in like being taught, and if you're someone that you feel you can teach, I feel like um, when when you want to teach someone, it's 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 sort of like a trial and error right. you educate them based on trial and error for yourself like if you feel like this works for you and it's applicable for that person that wants to learn from you then by all means um, but for me how I do it is that I have like a system mm-hmm. I have like an audio book of like tracks and vocal techniques and stuff like that that I use on a daily basis for myself Ooh. and I provide that for my students that's and really smart I pretty much like teach them yeah. right I mean, it's not easy at first. Like, it's a bit of a challenge because not everybody's voice works the same. Not everyone mm, yeah, that's has very like true. the same level of like understanding. Yeah, and it's about finding that balance. Like, I mean, it's just like it's just like going to school. I yeah, suppose. it's like, like you're guiding and yeah. mentoring them. Right, like what is right and what is wrong, like yeah. what peach and stuff. Yeah, cool, I mean, cool, like cool. if let's say right now, just for coffee talks audience today, <laughs> three three tips that you can give to the expiring singer. You know, how can it improve your vocals? Um, okay, three major tips for aspiring singers. I would say, first of all, this is very difficult. This I think this is the most difficult for all of us singers because, like, I mean, we never do this, but you can, can try a few tricks. Can yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's um, see if we can do it. Okay, this is something that we don't like. I can't really like show right now, but first is like, of course, get enough rest. Yeah, like yeah. I don't sleep. Period. Like I don't mm. sleep. Like I would sleep at like four or five in the morning. Yeah, and then. <laughs> and then like yeah, that's about it. And then um, but of course the next one would be aside from rest. Next one would be like warm ups. Uh, warm ups usually I would like do like normal like lip drills. I mean I'm like if you watch High School Musical like like. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like. Like that's like the fastest, most effective way to wake up your voice. Um, and then when you wake up, you have like this very sexy, like you know, like raspy, raspy voice. voice. So mm. I normally do like what I call like a vocal fry. Oh. Um, it's like uh, I would start really low, like. Uh... Oh, it's like it's like working your so throat. Warming up. Yeah. Warming up, lah. Yeah, yeah, warming up, lah, basically. Yeah. Because yeah. some people they they do like. Uh, growls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, runs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah all these type of runs to just like because yeah. it, like you said, depends on people's voice. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, like some people are like those high key types. Mm-hmm. Maybe those like those are good, right? Yeah. Like, like growling and like mm-hmm. I don't know, like it whatever works for you and your body, like mm-hmm. you know your body best. But usually that's what I would teach my students, lah. Mm-hmm. Lip drills, um, breathing exercises, really like you know open your diaphragm. Like these are just like your standard. Uh, tips and tricks mm. to like warming up the voice if you're a singer. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, I'm in no way a professional educator, but like, um, this is what I was taught. So. Yeah. I mean, like, if you definitely want to learn more than just these three tips, make sure you go and ask Clinton. How how can they contact you if they want to join your vocal classes? Yeah. Um, well, you can just DM me on social media. It's all at Clinton Jerome Chua. Mm. 
everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, go check it out. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> and uh, you know, one of the things that uh, you know make me like, wow, this guy is amazing. Is like he appeared on TV, man. Oh man. And yeah. how is that feeling like appearing on TV, <laughs> on national TV, and like, oh, man, everyone yeah. recognizes you. Oh man. How's the feeling, man? Um, to be honest, very nerve wracking because um. I don't know. I, for me personally, it's nerve wracking because uh, I feel I don't know. I have this thing whereby I have to present myself in a certain way. Um, I, I I have this mentality whereby I need to make sure that I'm always you know pristine, well put together, and very composed. And you know when you have eyes watching you, yeah. it, it's okay. It's it's like this. I'm pretty sure you guys will understand. It's like imagine you guys walk into a store, right? Mm whatever store it may be like a music shop or a sports shop whatever and then like you have all this stuff right mm. they're just like following you like you know just yeah, helping yeah. you like do you need any help or would you like to see and all that mm. say, it's okay it's okay but then like they're still looking at you and like just going around <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like the annoying eyes yeah, yeah they, times it by a hundred right <laughs> times it by a hundred if you're on TV yeah, yeah depending on how many people's watching <laughs> yeah. yeah so I, that's how I felt initially but um, after a while you kind of like you kind of like okay just tell yourself like calm down relax breathe they're gonna forget about it. Like they're gonna forget about it. Like after a couple of months, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, I mean that's just like uh, you know something like a lot of people out there wouldn't have the feeling you know, or would really like to be you know like you know how it feels like basically on air, man. So like other than that, uh, I think so. Like you just dropped out uh, you know a new song, a new single, yeah. and I mean I just watched that uh, music video. It was super simple and just super artsy. Mm-hmm. And how was the whole process of like shooting the whole? I mean how the song came out? Like where did it start from? What's what what's the spark for it? The spark for it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well. Well. To those of you who are watching, my song is called "Don't Wanna Wait." Um. Available everywhere. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a damn good song. Damn good song. Thank really. You. Thank you. Legit. I worked with a friend um, who is based in the States mm-hmm. and um, basically like we went back and forth a couple times about the vibe that I'm going for. The inspiration behind the song is basically about, um, it talks about love, like just like every single other song in the world. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's basically about knowing where you stand in love, regardless of in a relationship or whatever it is, in love in general, knowing your place in love. Um, and yeah, the inspiration was from... Um, an ex. Mm. I mean, as, right. as cliche as that mm-hmm. sounds. Yeah, um, I've 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 dated like a bunch of times before, but this this was from a really early relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, when I wrote the song, it was pretty emotional because like it it's sort of like a song where I go back and forth in my mind and. Um, Towards the ending of the song, it's a, it's the part where I decide, okay, enough is enough. This is where I stand mm. in this relationship when it comes to love, and um, yeah, um, that's pretty much how it goes. And like the production of the song, when it was sent back to me, and I vibed with it, and then like wrote the lyrics, we put it together, release, and then the rest is history. Um, for the music video part, though, mm. um, it was a bit challenging because, like, like how you know we've highlighted earlier on, like us as independents, we, it's it's not as easy to mm-hmm. create something, um, especially when it comes from our own back right. back pocket. Yeah, um, that's true. But I've been very fortunate to have a team that could accommodate to that. Like, 
I mean, of course, I had to work hard. Like, yeah. like I had to make sure like I booked every single gig that I can get my hands on. Mm. Like corporate shows, like those big paying shows, or even like my regular gigs at like bars. Like I have to make sure that I save up and I have to make sure this and that. But I've also been fortunate enough to have like a little bit of funding support from like my local like bars mm. that I've worked with for so long already, and I'm super grateful for that. Like shout out to Seven Thirteen uh, in PJ. <laughs> um, and yeah, like it's hiring my team, Indigo Studios from Miri Sarawa, like my, my childhood friends, mm-hmm. who are also like doing production work as well. Flew them over here, came up with the concept during Chinese New Year when Ooh. I went back home. Um, flew them over here, shot in like two days, and then post production, and that's it. And then everything was like marketing, like on like my own side. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, like the music video again. I said. If you guys haven't checked it out, you should really check it out. Yeah, way too. It's, I mean, the fact that it's done in such a, a very minimalist, <laughs> it's done in a minimalist, you know, manner, mm-hmm. and uh, the way you you convey, and I mean, the vocals is just so, uh, I mean, heavenly. I mean. Yes, <laughs> yes, I would. I, we actually I, I heard agree. It, we we heard it live, man. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, and, and uh, I remember, like you said, performing in bars. Like uh, I mean, Brendan, we had a casual casual conversation. Uh, topic was um, there's certain artists that feel like it's a bit degrading to perform in bars yeah why, that, why is that what, what's your your opinion on this kind of thing actually for me I felt that it's not really um, degrading mm-hmm. it's most okay you see normally bars or like uh, anywhere like any platform that way you can sing live mm-hmm. they pay you gun. right so when they pay you they expect you to sing something that people are like they know right so it's like you're not singing your own single right, right. or like your own songs so it's kind of sort of like unfair in in a sense because like sometimes like an artist yourself you make the songs already you you, you plan to make it as a platform for you like for you yourself to like show your songs right to the audience but sometimes not everyone knows how to appreciate mm-hmm. arts like that so it's like you can't really blame the owners too it's like unless the owner really want you to do it yeah so sometimes those owners will be just like just sing some songs that they know you know like yeah so that's that's why maybe i felt that some of the artists they just they just don't do it that much yeah what's your thoughts on it clinton i i agree of course to an extent i mean when when you are hired to work at a place where you are required to perform of course the job is to cater to the audience's needs because that's where the income comes in for the business. Um, But at the same time also, it also depends on the relationship that you have with the business. Um, Like I've been singing at Lenoir for like a couple of years now Mm. and I've been singing at Tavern 13 for a couple of years now. Um, I've had moments whereby um, customers will want me to sing certain songs and I do deliver because at the same time I have to bear in mind that okay this is not my own show like this is not my own concert um, as much as I want it to be but I have to make sure that okay this is what's going to be able to fund whatever it is that I want to do yes. so I look at it in a way as that okay um, maybe I'm not the biggest fan of this song that they want mm-hmm. but but you try to portray your your way right? yeah I portray it my way like I do it my way so it's comfortable for me um, but at the same time also I have to remember like okay if I want to make sure that I get the bigger picture done um, then then this is what I gotta do right. you know what I mean yeah so um, I feel like if you're in a, if you're a musician who who are struggling with that look at it in a way whereby you use it as practice yeah, um, yeah. true yeah like to be honest 
whenever I sing at bar gigs or like my regular shows, I always take it as training and practice. Like ah. whenever I have like my own like themed or my own concert type mm. of shows. You get yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking about it, have you performed any of your songs at the bars? Uh, to be quite frank, no. Oh, I have performed see? at my my own songs at like my own shows. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, like, no, of course. Yeah, of course, like my own shows. Yes, but but not at like bars or anything. I'm sure very soon people are gonna sing. You no, know, other people are gonna sing your song at bars. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. Wow, yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that would be like every singer's <laughs> dream, I guess. Yeah, and like, uh, you know, we we just listened to a couple of like songs um, that. Were of course made in Malaysia, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't help but have the feeling of it being so proud at the amount of variety, yeah, right. amount of talent that's out there in our country. But one of the issues that you know perhaps we want to discuss with you, Clinton, is you know in terms of viewership, in terms of uh, the streams on Spotify or mm-hmm. any of soft platforms, mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of lacking. It's always kind of sad when I hear a song that is just totally international standard, mm-hmm. which a lot most of them that we listen to. Mm-hmm. Are not getting the attention that they deserve, yeah, and um, if like I've discussed this extensively with a lot of uh, different artists on our shows, okay. which is again if we go again over to uh, countries such as uh, Indonesia, as Thailand, you can see the record three digits of millions in their views. Mm-hmm. You know, but how what how do you think that we can overcome this? I mean, like the songs that get millions of views in our country are of course uh, Malay songs, and mm-hmm. uh, this. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it's obvious. It's ninety-five uh, percent of the population speaks Bahasa yeah. Melayu. Of course, it's our national language, yeah. That's very and, and we're not blaming that. It's just that how can we get our English songs to be reaching those millions? I think the people that uh, I think Yuna is the only one that has millions of views on English yeah. songs. Look for 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 Yuna and Sona one. Yeah, yeah. For them, I felt that because they have put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Yuna, she purposely yeah. go to US yeah. and just stay there and to know yeah. people there, and she grow like build relationships yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, so like Sona one, he has relationships everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe that's how they like proceed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you Clinton? Um, I I do agree. I feel like of course predominantly the audiences here is primarily more Malay speaking. Like the language is definitely there, and of course um. It comes down to like a lot of aspects. It comes down to how much money is being pushed into you know the song to be promoted. You know, depending on like label or if you're in or if you're an independent artist, it also depends on how much power or focus or fire that is being pushed into the song. Mm. In a way, like like for example, like for Yuna, like she started in the Malay scene, but then she tr- she transitioned to like the English scene and she went to the US and made a name for herself. But I feel like in order for us to reach those numbers you know mm-hmm. is to i don't know like I, I feel like the phrase that comes to my mind is monkey see monkey do right mm-hmm. like like yuna has proven to do just that and she sort of like paved the way yeah for us to do that so i feel like she is the prime example of how we can achieve that very true but i feel at the same time also that it's more of like creating the awareness right within our community um, and that's why we have like shows like this, right. you know, like we have shows like this because like a lot of, you know, media outlets nowadays, they focus on what they choose, right. what they want because it's so filtered because it's yeah. so, you know, nitpicked to what is accustomed to them, what yeah. they're so familiar yeah. with. Right. Yes. Like the moment they see something that's not familiar or uncharted territory, they're like, oh, no. maybe no, like, yes. that's know? what I call traditional yeah. mindset. Well, yeah, like. However you want to call it, like, yeah. exactly. I mean, I, 
you know, that's the whole reason why we started this uh, series yeah. of shows. Again, it goes to. I just feel that it's unjust that there is such great talent in our home country, but there's always people's personal bias that oh, if it's overseas, it's better, and mm. Malaysian is like eh, maybe I not so good. Again, it's uh, creating awareness. You make a great point. Uh, that's the reason why we have our shows to create awareness that look Malaysia just has good as you know American songs or you know, British songs, whatever. But again, it's uh, building that awareness, and again, you said community. And uh, my vision is to have this uh, community of uh, people that are in the music industry, uh, not necessarily people that are artists alone. But because we know we need to build, we need to have an ecosystem. Yes, right. and the ecosystem also includes people that do videos, people mm-hmm. that do talk shows like this, yes. people that do uh, graphic designs. You know, and uh, if you are one of them and you're watching this show, you know, definitely just send me a message. You know, just DM us, man. Uh, the key word is collaborations. Yes. That's how we must, you know, follow in the footsteps of Yuna in a sense. And not necessarily you have to go to the states, mm-hmm. but definitely collaboration is key. Yes. Um, we as uh, you know the human beings, you know, this is why uh, we are, you know, where we are right now in terms of uh, uh, you know, a species because we, you know, we essentially have the best teamwork among all animals, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not not the most best way to put it, but I think <laughs> so you get the nose. You get you get to understand what I'm trying to say. You know, we need to basically collaborate because I what I see in the Malaysian music scene is yeah we have groups we have a lot of groups uh, you know we have a lot of different small small groups but you know mm-hmm. th- I definitely want to create a larger thing I have a bigger vision for this and me and Brendan we, we discussed this extensively and yeah. uh, you know we definitely are so thankful that people like you are you know yeah, supporting, us, supporting you know? us yeah. you know because our show just started and you know we're racking up only like what 100 200 kind of views on YouTube yeah. right now baby cool. steps baby steps yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I appreciate every single one of you that actually watched this. Oh, yeah. sweet moments. Now, I'm taking too much of the spotlight right now. Oh. I need to ask you some questions right now. It's yeah. Coming. Okay. <laughs> your manager is someone that I see a lot in your stories. Mm. What's the story with you and your manager? Yeah. Okay. So my manager, shout out to Stephanie. I miss you so so much. I've not seen you since like MCU. I'm not sure if you're gonna see this, but it's okay. I think you will. Like, if I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah, she um, she used to manage this uh, the premier club in KL called No Black Tie um, and she also was the former manager of Harik Iskandar um, I I don't know we, we go back by about over a year I think um, and she I knew her when I had like my couple for, my couple later wait no that's not right I knew her um, from like my last few gigs in No Black Tie um. yeah so um and uh, and from there we sort of like hit it off, and then like she produced Borneo Jazz Festival. Mm. Oh, oh, she's the one. I, yeah, she oh produced it. Oh my god! Dude, yeah, I wanted produced. to go there. Oh yeah, please! Like come to like Miri anytime, like my hometown. Oh, like, of course. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up. Yeah, we we'll yeah. let you know where we're going together. Yeah, we go together like, next yeah. year. I think every year, right? Yeah, it's every yeah, year. So. Oh, except this year, because yeah, obviously. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> next year, man. Yeah. 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 So yeah. she produces the show. She's she's the mastermind behind all of it, and then like. We worked together. Um, we worked together in that big project, and uh, that's where I sort of like vibe with her. Right. And then I was like, you know what? Do you want to like work together, like as partners, like in this, like you know? Then that's that's how we came to be. Mm. <laughs> okay, that's great. And at what point do you think uh, someone is aspiring to be an artist should 
be not considering getting a, a manager? Mm. Okay, well, um, this is just based on personal experience. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should consider mm. getting someone. I wouldn't say get a manager, but I would use the term consider to get someone that can be accountable for you. Yeah, right. like can take care of you. Yeah, uh, like yeah. yeah, like can take care of you. Correct. Um, account being accountable for you because for me at that time I felt like it started to get overwhelming. Ah, right. I see. Like True. the workload and the back end yes. stuff, it started to get really, really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And we hit it off very well. And she's someone that I I cherish and love so dearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like. Um, when you are at a point in your career where you feel like you need someone to be accountable for you, and you know that point is coming in your career, that's when you that's when you know mm, yeah. that, that that now is the time for me to get someone that can be accountable for me and someone that I can work and trust, you know, and build that relationship with. Yeah. True, very true. So, speaking about steps, which is one of the biggest step that you had. I mean, like I just moved to KL recently, mm-hmm. and uh, you had to of course make the jump from. Uh, hometown basically to here and uh, what's it like uh, do you have to adapt to things that were like in KL because I know I had to adapt in KL things just move at a whole different pace in KL man pop 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 yeah. of course yeah. it's so a city like, of speed yeah city of speed and like how, how did you what's your experience coming to KL and like adjusting to life here um what pushed me to come here was this is gonna be so cliche but what pushed me to come here was a breakup Actually, oh, cliche. It was so cliche, but like what pushed me to come here was a breakup. I knew that as much as I loved home, like home, Mary will always be home. Mary is always, always, always going to be home. Um, but I knew at that moment in time, like enough is enough. Like I need to get on with my life. I need to do something with my life. So I decided to just, you know what? Fuck it. Apply for a job didn't really care or thought through about the consequences of the job mm-hmm. uh, then came over it was horrible by the way that job like that job was horrible <laughs> um, but uh, um, but the people were great like they were just a bunch of enthusiasts and I, I, I do cherish them but I think personally like my excuse was just to find a job that I didn't click with mm-hmm. and come here and then like to answer your question like to adapt to everything like yeah um like life in KL mm. is like like boom 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 like everything was like super fast mm. and yeah. but to be honest I lived for it yeah. I loved it yes I loved it the moment I arrived the adrenaline rush just like yeah it's like it's like keep on got obstacles come and hit you yeah like bah, 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 like come at me bitch like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for you yeah. it was it was really tough because like I was couch surfing like at a friend's place right. for a couple months and then like um like like bless my friend like really I I, I, I really miss my friend um, yeah, to take care of me yeah to care of me and um and then there come there there came a point where I left my job that I applied for right. which was only like for about like a few months away because right, right. I really couldn't handle it I just knew it wasn't for me then I applied for another job with uh, Universal Music and I you know got my f- rented my first place like I had friends who are also from Sarawak and they're based here they really took care of me like shout out to like Ivan Nico Jovian like you guys are like sorry another Ivan <laughs> like these are my friends who really look out for me when I came here they really took care of me um uh, yeah they're friends from church they 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 really look out for me they really took care of me and I owe it all to them like I wouldn't be here 
it wasn't for them. Like if it wasn't for them, I'd probably be, I'd probably change my mind and fly back home as well. Right. So it was really fast paced. I loved it. I had to adapt. It was tough. It was definitely not easy, especially coming from a place where the pace is much so much different. Yeah. Mm, true. Yeah. And I think so that the the word support. Like the people that you hang out with uh, yeah. is really important. Like uh, when I came to KL, thank God for Brandon right over here. Uh, thanks to Ivan also. Like, okay, just not why we laugh is because there's another Ivan behind the camera. To yeah. <laughs> those, those listening behind to context. some context, okay? <laughs> yeah, again, you know, it's the. Why I love living with Brandon and uh, Ivan. First thing first, uh, they're clean people. They they don't live very messily. <laughs> True. Yeah. So like, uh, even though when we're really lazy, so we kind of know that we're not gonna clean the house. So we're gonna hire like some people like cleaning services to come oh. and clean the house. <laughs> so that's actually very important. Yeah, the people that you yeah. live very with. Very important. Yeah, and another thing is like, um, it's very important. Like I think so. Like Brandon had uh, before we came to this place, we were actually staying in a place called uh, M3 Mall somewhere around yeah. the area. Yeah. And. Uh, I kind of like it. Just there's a certain vibe with that place because you know the people that live you with me, they're not in the same goal with you. Yeah. And uh, you don't really talk really much. Everyone's like hi, bye, kind of thing. This is random housemates. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like when you come over, like for me, I came from Ipoh, same with like Jason. Yeah. Right. So it's like we come over here, and then it's like, for me, when I came here, so. I also need to rent my own place and stuff, so it's it's just hard, you know. And sometimes, because of saving money, Takan, you come over here, you straight away got money. Oh, okay, I'm gonna rent a big ass house. No, yeah, no. you can't do that shit. Tea, yeah. yeah, so it's like okay, uh, I start from a room, right. like what normal people do. Yeah. So start from a room, then you have confirm. If you're lucky, then you you might get like oh, all the housemates are like cool people. Yeah. yeah. But if you're unlucky. You get fucked up people. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, don't clean the toilet and shit. Oh, finish yeah. eating and then yeah. just leave the plates there and then just for yeah. fucks. Yeah. So, man, it's just hard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we we all three of us also we on our free times, you know, uh, we game together. Yeah. We don't do business together. I mean look, we're working on this project together. And I went mean, when I say hi a bit. Just the voice. We need to shine some limelight yeah. on this guy too. Yeah. yeah so, anyways, uh, again, uh, it's a support crew. I think a lot of people out there, like uh, they're listening to this, they're not from KL. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think we all can understand that there is a certain sort of like anxiousness because I know I remember the feeling that before I came to KL, I was both excited and I was scared at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just how I felt. And um, I mean, you telling your story, you know, we telling our story. I mean. Look, if you're trying to make a career in, uh, you know, music, would you say that? Not only music, like any art. Stuff. Yeah, any art mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that the only way is to come to KL? Um, yes and no. It depends. Yeah. Uh, I'm sort of like, I wouldn't say sort of like on the fence on this, but I feel like, um, mm, well, no, how do I put this? <laughs> I was, well, yeah. in all honesty, for me, um, yes, I knew that I couldn't pursue my career if I didn't come here. Right. Mm-hmm. Like to answer your question, like for me, if it was me, I know I would not be able to pursue or do what I am doing right now if I didn't come here. True. Uh, I'm not saying that you can't start in your own home, but eventually. But what you can do is inspire those from your own home. To actually create something and make something of right. themselves, yes. and and you know show them that, um, yes, I I'm spreading my wings. I'm doing what I love to do, and I'm doing it out here. But 
that does not diminish the value of what you can do back at home. Right. Very, very true. Yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't diminish the value yeah. at all. Everything can actually start from home. It's just yeah. like, okay, singing. Like, nowadays, okay, like, back then, maybe five years ago, ten years ago, mm-hmm. maybe your parents might not let you use, like, social media right. or, like, give you a phone yeah. Yeah. or a gadget. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, really, even kids play with iPad. Right. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. You tell me you can't just do music? Mm-hmm. Come on, just download right. the goddamn software. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I was someone that is always very adamant that look, you could achieve success even at your own home place, like, And I was a strong believer of this. Uh, and uh, eventually, like, I just had to come to grips with it, like, You know, because why? I know I work in production, so I, I make videos, commercials, and stuff. Uh, I was making a, a good living in Ipoh, but I know if I wanted to pursue more, more uh, forward my career, I, I knew I needed to come to KL. And uh, thank God for Brandon, he's the one that actually pushed me like, we need to get your ass right right now, mm-hmm. right now. And the very next month I actually came, <laughs> yeah. not knowing. And it was kind of scary for me because uh, I never left like a lot of other people. Like I, I didn't have a tertiary education, so I never went to university. So this was the first time actually like I left my home. And uh, I remember one of the memories that was uh, a bit sad was like my mom and I left for the first time. No, she was crying like she never cried the whole way until the moment like I was just before going the gate, she was already like tearing up. Come on me, you know. Oh my god, and then like I just held my tears like, I don't worry, mommy, I okay one. And then like uh she was so worried about the coronavirus and all that, right? And I wish she just said like careful, you know, no, simply go out, you know. And I said, I ah, your mommy, don't worry, your son are ah, very strong one. The, the virus should be afraid of me infecting oh, it instead. Oh, <laughs> such a sweet heart. <laughs> so, yeah, so just to reassure my mom and stuff like, and uh, I never held it back until like, like the moment I hit the highway, I started crying like, you know, because like uh, my mom, you know, this is the first time also I'm leaving and I'm kind of scared like, but you know, thank God this Brendan here like, he's like, it's really like a brother to me like. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think so, um, we can end it with this. And uh, maybe we have some parting words for those people yeah. that are listening that uh, you know perhaps are inspired to be like you mm-hmm. in a sense they're going to pursue your, your music career. Yeah. What would be some advice for them? Um, well, first of all, I hope that whoever's watching this, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to these talented crazy bunch. Mm-hmm. Like every single thing that they have, that copy talk podcast. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be linked down below. Yes. Um. And yeah. Once again, if you wanna find me, Clinton Jerome Chua, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um. Parting words of advice. I feel that would be. Um, value the people around you. Um. Value yourself just as much. Um. Don't waste any time because in an industry like this, um, it tends to move a little bit more faster than expected. Um, but at the same time, also value your art and your craft. Yes, craft, yeah. Because everybody's different, everybody's special and unique, and this is something that I've always emphasized to my peers in the scene as well. Um, if we don't support one another, who is going to? Very, very true. So, um, yeah, don't take anyone for granted. Mm-hmm. Value yourself. Take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You only have one life. This is so cliche, but you only have one life. Right. Um, make full use of it and enjoy it and um, live your truth. Very true. Very true. And to use something that's a bit old, maybe outdated a bit, YOLO. YOLO! <laughs> yeah, YOLO. We only live one day. So, anyways, uh, again, thank you so much for coming on our show. 
and uh, it was so much fun talking to you, Clinton, and getting to know you. Yeah. Thank you for we have so me. many things that are similar aside from our surname. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So like, make sure you check out his latest song. Yeah. And uh, I know we should tune into all shows, best Malaysian playlist, the music share, yeah. and uh, of course, copy talk itself. So again, that's all from us and sayonara. Bye.